Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Catch up with Daniel Popper. He is the Chargers beat writer for The Athletic. And the Saints are getting on a plane a little bit to head out that way to start some joint practices with the Chargers over the next couple days. Daniel, what's going on, man? Welcome in. Not too much. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So, uh, overall takeaways of this team so far. I think uh, it's it's interesting. A lot of people that I read are very high on this Chargers team last year. Obviously, they took a big step forward last year, and it just seems to be the the Patriots in the playoffs of their Achilles heel. But outside of that, I think a lot of people are very high on this Chargers team. What have you seen out of them through these first couple weeks? Yeah, so I really I got on the beat about three weeks ago, so I've really been. Uh you know, trying to get acclimated with the team and learn about the team. And the one thing that really sticks out to you is, you know, how much talent they have on defense um, on all three levels. Uh, you know, a defensive line, you got Melvin Ingram, Joey Bosa, first-round pick Jerry Tillery has started practicing and is in full pads, and he'll get his really first taste of NFL action in these joint practices. Uh, you got Thomas Davis, a linebacker. Kaiser White is a linebacker that's come on in his second year. Chenin Wosu is a guy that's going to play on the defensive line and at linebacker. Obviously, Derwin James on the back end, um, you know, looking to build off his all-pro season. You got Casey Hayward at cornerback, Mike Davis at cornerback, Trevor Williams. They just have depth and talent and incredible athletes all over this defense. Um, and then on the offensive side of the ball, the biggest takeaway is how are they going to move on from Melvin Gordon? Because right now that contract impasse seems like it's not going to get sorted out before the season starts. Um, so Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson are looking like it's the two-headed monster for this offense. Um, and I've been thoroughly impressed with Justin Jackson, uh, second-year player out of Northwestern, former seventh-round pick. Um, he's been, you know, a threat in the passing game. He's been explosive in the running game. He scored a four-yard touchdown in the preseason opener where he ran over a guy to get in the end zone. And it looks like they're going to be okay moving on from Melvin Gordon. Obviously, there's going to be a drop-off talent-wise. we got Phillip Rivers running the show. Um, and, it, and it seems like they're going to be able to function offensively without their star running back. So you think they're? I mean, they're going to stand firm in this, right? I mean, they're they, they're they're ready to go into the season without Melvin Gordon. And it, say, it seems like on the other side, Melvin Gordon is willing to sit out the year if he has to. Yeah. Well, so the, the way it works with Melvin Gordon is he would have to return at some point this season in order to honor his contract and earn his free agency. Um, so you're looking at him probably sit if he does end up sitting out and it gets to that point, you're looking at him sitting out at least eight games, but it's, it's what I said before, you know, it's a disagreement in terms of what Melvin Gordon's value is to the team. The Chargers have a number they're at that they're not willing to budge off of, and frankly, it's smart team building because they know they have contracts they're going to have to pay moving forward. If Joey Bosa goes out and has a big year this year, which everyone's expecting him to if he stays healthy, he's going to want a massive contract before he hits his team option year in 2020. And the way the defensive end market has been shaping up with Frank Clark and with Demarcus Lawrence, and soon enough with Yannick Ngakwe, you're talking about $100 million-plus contracts. Um, and effectively what you're looking at is Joey Bosa expecting a blank check from the Chargers as he has a big year after this year. Uh, Philip Rivers is on the last year of his contract. Uh, after 2020, you're going to have to pay Keenan Allen and Melvin Ingram. Hunter Henry, the tight end, needs to get paid. Uh, you go down the list, and they have so many guys at more important positions that have to get paid 
that there's not there's a number that the Chargers aren't willing to go over. And meanwhile, you have Melvin Gordon who views himself in the same tier as Todd Gurley and as uh, you know David Johnson, um, and so he and Le'Veon Bell, and so he's expecting he wants a contract in the thirteen million dollar a year range, and the Chargers aren't willing to do that. And, and honestly, I'm not sure there's a team in the NFL that's willing to pay that much for a running back, considering where how value, how running backs are valued in today's game. It's a weird time between um, with Melvin Gordon and Ezekiel Elliott. It's it's a weird time for running backs in the uh, in the NFL right now. Uh, what do you get the vibe with Philip Rivers? Does does hanging it up is that even part of the conversation with him anytime soon, or does it seem like he's still? I mean, he's obviously still very good and still very uh, you know uh, pr- production wise very good. Uh, does it seem like he's still got many years to go? Yeah, it's 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 the kind of situation where Philip Rivers trusts the front office, and he's not going to play anywhere else. So he's he's perfectly content with letting his contract run out and signing a new deal this off season, even though he could potentially become a free agent. He knows that's not going to happen. The two sides are are amicable, um, and so you know the odds are they're not going to get anything done before the start of the season. Rivers will play on this is the final year of his contract, and then they'll get something done this off season. And I think he'll be back in 2020. You know, from everything I've heard, he really wants to play in the new stadium. He wants to help ease this transition from San Diego to Los Angeles, you know, which will become officially official once they start playing in this new stadium. Um, you know, there's a temporary stadium, the soccer stadium in Carson right now. Um, you know, I expect him to be back next year. The question is, what's the contract going to look like? Is it going to be a year by year basis? Is he going to sign a two year deal? Um, and that will go back to sort of the, the cap management, you know. How much do they want the cap it to be next year? How much money do they need to keep free to pay other guys? Um, and considering where Philip Rivers is at in his career, you know, there's a good chance that he's willing to work with the Chargers as far as, you know, a team-friendly deal that would help them pay a lot of these guys that they have to pay down the road. All right, let's get into what we can expect in, in these next two days. The Saints are flying out there later today. They'll have some joint practices tomorrow and Friday, and then, of course, their preseason game two on Sunday I got to think, I mean, I haven't heard officially, uh, Daniel, that uh, Drew Brees is probably, he'll play in these uh, in these joint practices Thursday and Friday, but I got to think they may keep him out of the game on Sunday. What can we expect on the Chargers side of things? Uh, I know, you know, they're pretty deep as far as good quality backup quarterbacks. Tyrod Taylor is a guy who's been a starter the past couple years in the league. Cardell Jones they've had for a little while um, as a developmental guy, and then this guy, Easton Stick that I saw they got in the draft in the fifth round, uh, he f- showed some flashes in the preseason game last week. So talk a little bit about the uh, quarterbacks we can expect to see in the, the joint practices and then the uh, preseason game. Yeah, so the way it will work with Rivers, I mean, it was sort of interesting after the Rams joint practices last week, he said he gets more out of two joint practices than he would out of ten preseason games combined. I mean, he said he got 40 throws in one practice, one of these joint practices, and it's, and it's you know basically as close to live action as you can get. So Rivers really values these joint practices, so he'll be getting a ton of reps in the joint practices, and then they'll dial it back in the preseason game because they just don't want to risk him getting injured. So you'll see a lot of Tyrod Taylor. And then really, like you said, you know, Cardell Jones and Easton Stick are battling it out for this, for this number three quarterback job. Um, the coaches really like Easton Stick, um, and it's really his playmaking ability that's tantalizing. Um, you know, in the preseason opener, he ran 131 yards for a touchdown where he was juking Cardinals all over the field. I mean, he's, he's, an, he's a tremendous athlete and, and a really good runner of the football. And the knock on him was always, okay, can he make all the throws? Does he have the arm strength? Um, you know, we've seen flashes of it. He's certainly capable of making all the throws. But when it comes to 
being a quarterback in the NFL. It's about the consistency with your accuracy. Um, and that's where I feel like he struggles a little bit. But, you know, Anthony Lynn said the other day, he feels like Easton Stick can make all the throws. Um, you know, they've been, they've been praising him all throughout camp. So my guess is he ends up earning that number three quarterback job over Cardell Jones. I think partially because if they were to waive Easton Stick and hope to sign him to the practice squad, there's a good chance that a team picks him up. Um, because he's such a good athlete that, you know, maybe another team doesn't view him as a quarterback, but, you know, could pick him up and transition him to wide receiver or something like that. Um, but yeah, you'll see a ton of Phillip Rivers in the joint practices. Um, but not so much in the preseason game. You want to avoid injury. Fans here in uh, South Louisiana will recognize a familiar name and a familiar face at number eight on the wide receiving core. And Malachi Dupree, who left LSU early and has kind of bounced around. He was with the Packers and, you know, bounced around to a couple different spots already in the NFL. And lo and behold, he's kind of found a home there in LA. And Carlin me shocked when I see that he was the leading receiver last week in uh, for the Chargers in their preseason game. Two catches for 32 yards. What have you seen out of Malachi Dupree so far? Yeah, so they had a, the Chargers had a couple injuries at wide receiver early on in camp to six-round pick Dylan Cantrell um, and then uh, a three agent they brought in, uh, Trevilian. And so they brought in two other wide receivers. One of them was Dupree. Um, and there really is a, is a pretty significant battle happening for the, for the really the fifth and sixth wide receiver spots. Um, you got a bunch of, you know, Artavis Scott from Clemson, uh, you got Andre Patton from Rutgers. Those guys have been in, in Ken Wisman's system for two years in the practice squad. Uh, Scott was hurt last year. And then you got Dupree and Jordan Smallwood battling out, too. And, and you know, what Ken Wisman talks about, what Anthony Lynn talks about, what all these coaches, coaches talk about is you've got to go out and you've got to show it on the field in preseason games. It doesn't matter if you're scoring touchdowns in practice. That's great, and they look upon that fondly. But really, who makes this team depends on who shows up in the game. Um, and Dupree went out, he caught a 20-yard pass. Like you said, he had 32 yards receiving. And a lot of the, the other guys that are vying for that job, um, you know, those two spots didn't really show out. Artavis Scott, uh, you know, Jeremy Davis, Andre Patton combined for one catch the whole game. And meanwhile, Smallwood had a 25-yard catch, and like I said, Dupree showed out. So he's got a shot. He's got a shot. You know, it's, there's a lot of guys battling for those spots. Um, you, know, it, you know, if I had to say, I would think Patton and Artavis Scott had the leg out just because they have familiarity with the system. Um, and that goes a long way when you're talking about depth. You want guys that know the system and know the playbook and will feel comfortable on the field. Um, but Dupree has a chance. He certainly has a chance to make the 53-man roster on, on cut-down day on August 31st. What What are the feelings with Mike Williams there? The, he was a first-round pick two years ago. Uh, the production picked up a little bit last year. Still you know, only 660 yards uh, receiving-wise, but 10 touchdowns. I mean, you hit double-digit touchdowns. It's pretty good. But it, what what is the expectation there? I mean, is it just to play second fiddle to Keenan Allen because he's such the go-to guy? Or how do they feel about those guys? Yeah, they're expecting big things out of Mike Williams this year. Uh, I mean, GM Tom Telesco has said so pretty frankly and, and forthright. Um, you know, Tyrell Williams was a productive player for the Chargers. They let him walk into agency, and he signed with the Raiders. And by all reports, he's been doing really well out in Oakland. But they're going to need to find a way to replace that production. And Primarily, they're looking at Mike Williams to do that. They're looking at him to be much a much bigger factor in this offense and, and you know, replace what Tyrell Williams offered, which was, you know, 650 yards and 50 catches. Um, you know, they're gonna, obviously there's going to be a number of guys that have to step up to fill that hole, but they're expecting most of it to be filled by Mike Williams. Um, and he's looked really good in practice, and he had a great catch in the preseason game, a, a little fade route down the left sideline, uh, back shoulder throw that he jumped up and, and hauled in contested catch 
Um, so he's looked good. And year three, this is what you know you're expecting him to turn it on and become, you know, the kind of player they expected when they took him in the first round. All right, I got an important question for you, Daniel. Uh, with the joint practices right. coming up uh, starting tomorrow. There's always a scrap that happens. It just always does in these joint practices. Somebody's a hothead. Somebody gets into it with, with another guy. So far at Saints camp, their uh, third-year defensive end, Trey Hendrickson, big number 91, he's gotten into it with somebody in just about every practice so far. So I'm putting him as the odds-on favorite to get into it with somebody on the Chargers in one of these joint practices. On offense, who would be the guy that would most likely get into a scrap with Trey Hendrickson, you think? Well, I will say this. The Chargers have actually been very professional in their practices. We haven't had a single fight in any of the preseason, in, in the training camp preseason practices. Um, there were no scraps in the, in the joint practices with the Rams. And, and that kind of feeds from Anthony Lynn. You know, the guy's an constant professional and demands the respect of his players. And so I think the guys go out, they know they have to be professionals and they don't get into a scrap. That being said, you, know, you expect it to happen with one of the tackles. So, uh, <laughs> Possibly Trent Scott at left tackle, possibly Sam Tevy at right tackle, possibly uh, rookie first-round pick Trey Pipkins. You know, if I had to say it, uh, you know, one of those tackles. But, you know, honestly, if, if I really had to say I don't think they're going to get in a fight. I think they respect Anthony Lynn too much, and, and, you know, they try and go out and be professionals when they practice, and they've shown that already in, in the joint practices with the Rams. Okay. Well, we'll see. Three weeks, three and a half weeks in the camp, make guys start to get a little frustrated, start to go, why are we out here? And uh, yeah. maybe, get a, maybe get a little heated, and, and we'll see. Last thing for you, Daniel. Uh, Derwin James, so impressive last year as a first-round uh, safety and, and a rookie who, who made all the – I mean, you make the Pro Bowl as a rookie, it's, it's mighty, mighty impressive. You're a special player. What are the expectations for him going into year two? Because, I mean, he really was – they felt like the leader of that secondary so often last year. Yeah, they think he can get better, which is, you know, it's, it's shocking to hear because he was so good last year. You know, he burst in the team after five games and became one of the better defensive players in all of football. Uh, but they think he can grow. They think he can grow. I asked Tom Telesco, the general manager, this early on in camp, and he's like, well, you know, we're expecting him to improve. You know, we really think that he has room to grow. Um, you know, and the one thing that stands about, out about Derwin James, you know, I watched a little bit of him last year, but now that I'm watching him every day, the guy is enormous. He's an enormous human being. Um, and, and the way he's able to move around the field uh, and, and deliver punishing blows and, and his speed um, and awareness, uh, you just notice him. He's a noticeable player on the field and a difference maker. Um, and despite earning Pro Bowl and All-Pro last year, like they're expecting him to be a better player. And I'm excited to see that because you know it's hard to imagine him being much better than last year, but they, they certainly think he can do that. He is uh, Daniel Popper, covers the uh, San Diego Chargers for, I'm sorry, Los Angeles Chargers. I, I, I knew I was, I got through the whole thing without saying San Diego, and uh, it fell out. But uh, Chargers, beat writer, Chargers beat writer for The Athletic. Uh, Daniel, thanks so much for the time, man. I really appreciate it. And hey, there's a fight that happens in the next two days. We're going to get you back on, okay? Yeah, yeah, make sure you call me out when I'm wrong. <laughs> All right, thanks. Appreciate it. Daniel Popper there, like I said, Chargers beat writer for The Athletic. Follow him on Twitter at Daniel R. Popper. Just joined the Chargers beat just a couple weeks, so he got in on them right before they got into camp, and uh, he's it's got to be uh, it's got to be fun, but it's also got to be a little overwhelming at times. Try to get to get acquainted with the whole team, get to know all the players, but it's kind of fun from that perspective. In that you're you're learning as much about the guys as a lot of fans are, but uh, that'll be interesting to see as the. Saints and Chargers will have some joint practices here starting up Thursday. Saints flying out there uh, later today. 
And uh, they'll be, like we said, joint practices Thursday and Friday. Saturday will be a walkthrough, and then Sunday will be the uh, preseason game number two. But, yeah, look, all the players talk about it all the time. I mean, Phillip Rivers, Drew Brees, they all say they get more out of the joint practices than they do the actual preseason games. So I'd expect Chargers and Brees to go at it uh, in these practices so starting up tomorrow. It's Chris Gordy Show, Sports 1280. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.